This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, Jordan Ron was on with DNR this morning. And he was asked how he sees the Saquon Barkley negotiations going with the Giants. Here's what he had to say. I see the skids being greased to a potential Saquon Barkley exit at this point. Well, at the very least, I shouldn't say exit. Him hitting free agency or getting to free agency, right? The Giants want to keep him, but they don't want to pay him. The magic number is going to be $24, $25 million guaranteed. They weren't willing to get there last year. I think we're headed to the point where they say, okay, here we go. You go, see what you can get. If you can get that, if you can get those numbers, congratulations to you. All right, Jordan, what, did, what were your impressions after speaking with Saquon? He's been very honest. And he said to the Giants, I want you to be honest with me. If you're going to franchise tag me, franchise tag him. Well, he met with the Giants the Friday after the season ended. And I asked him yesterday, I said, what did you come away from that thinking? He said, and he said, I gave him, you know, I was open and honest with them. But he said nothing about the fact that he came away there thinking that they're going to use the franchise tag with them. They know they'll at least, they can at least give them an idea that we might use it. We're likely to use it. He didn't have any of that. So to me, it seems like it's headed towards him hitting free agency. Gordon, I think um, his time with the Giants is done. And it's a shame because... As a fan, there's no better you if you want a guy, there's there's not a better player who has represented your your team that you root for better than Saquon Barkley has done. And the frustrating thing has been when he has been healthy, he's been very productive. He's been very productive. Mm-hmm. The issue is A, his availability, and B, it's it's where he was drafted. And so you knew somewhere down the line you were going to have to pay him commensurate with where he was picked in the draft. And you had hoped that maybe, Gordon, you had a deep playoff run or maybe, fortunately, a Super Bowl when you got to that point so that you could say, listen, we won the Super Bowl with him. We had a deep run. It didn't work out. We're going to move on because running backs have X amount of years of shelf life. And it just didn't happen either way. And so now you've got a new regime who uh, really he helped Daniel Jones last season to get the money, <laughs> Gordon, that first year, he helped him. He was the only really offensive threat on that team, consistent threat on that team in twenty twenty the 2022 mm-hmm. season. Then last year he comes back. Jones is hurt. You know, the offensive line is what it is. And he, when he was available, he was still a major threat for you offensively. Now you're just to the point that the Giants have felt, you know what, we're not going to pay him. We don't think he's worth the franchise tag at what's going to be like 12, 13 million. So we're just going to let him go and be a free agent. And Gordon, I know it's going to hurt him from an emotional standpoint, but from a business standpoint, it's going to be the best thing to happen to him because he'll go someplace where he will get paid and he'll be able to produce. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to get paid, though. I just don't think teams are, are paying running backs. Uh, like I think that he expects to get paid. Like now maybe he can come up with a deal that looks good on paper, but the reality of it in terms of guaranteed money uh, doesn't look that great. And maybe he should be pulling like heck for a 49er win where Christian McCaffrey is just unbelievable on Sunday. And and maybe that will spur some team that's close to it. The problem was it was always a luxury item that the Giants really couldn't afford. 
taking mm-hmm. a running back at number two overall at their state at made no sense. It's never made any sense. And he's a talented player. And you're right. You couldn't ask for a better, uh, a better dude, a better teammate, a better representative for your organization. But this idea that you're going to pay him $12 million, the Giants, it's a luxury they can't afford. They need that money to fill all the other holes that they have. And trust me, they got a whole lot of holes. Yeah. So it does. It didn't make sense at the time. It feels like it's one of those things. Well, we, 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 we've spent all this money on him anyway. And I've heard, well, what you should do is you should franchise him because it's only $12 million. And then maybe you get into next year and you can trade him for something. Why would any, nobody's willing. I don't think anybody's going to be willing to pay him the $13 million. Yeah. So now they're going to give you, what, a, a third round or a second round pick for Saquon Barkley and pay him the money? I just think that the market for running backs clearly has changed. And even one as talented as Saquon, when he plays, it's going to be hard to get paid. And he's a good dude and all that stuff, but he's hurt a lot. He's hurt a lot. Yeah. He, you know, he, he didn't even have uh, that. He didn't have a thousand yards this year. Mm-hmm. Because he's hurt so much. And he had a lot of games, unfortunately, for the Giants playing behind that offensive line where it, it just, you know what? 2022 was the worst thing that could happen to the Giants. Yeah. And it, it, it's the worst thing that could happen to a bunch of guys. It's the worst thing that could have happened for the organization for Daniel Jones. It's the worst thing because then they were forced to bring back Saquon as well. They would have mm-hmm. been better off that being the clean slate. And unfortunately, it wasn't. And they've made a bunch of bad decisions based on that year. Amani Tumor was on DNR this morning. DPH on Rothenberg, 6 to 10, Monday through Fridays on 98.7 ESPN. And he was asked how this plays in the locker room. Here's what Amani had to say. It's very weird because you ultimately want to be in a meritocracy. You want the best player to get the most money. And when you look at this situation, Saquon Barkley is a better running back than Daniel Jones is a quarterback. He is not compensated as much as a quarterback who, I mean, he definitely he deserves everything he's gotten. I'm not saying anything about Daniel Jones, but I'm just saying, when you see that dichotomy, when you start saying, oh, well, maybe it's not how I play. Maybe it's how I, the position I'm in. And I always thought that if you were a giant and you played well and they drafted you, you'd play there as long as you wanted. And that's where it used to be. So that gave incentive for people to, you know, who wanted to stay in New York to, all you got to do is play really hard and you'll stay here. But obviously the situations have changed. It's just, it'd be very confusing to be in that locker room if I was there. See, it's real interesting, Gordon, because that is the usual thought process mm-hmm. of, okay, the players are really watching. Okay, how's this going to play out? How's this going to... Gordon, these players are so much aware that this is such a business. I don't know that it plays out the way it used to play out now. You know, where everybody's all, see, see how they did him? Well, I'm not coming. I'm, not, I'm leaving here as soon as I can. They didn't pay Saquon? Oh, come on, man. Or somebody else. I'm not going to the... They didn't... That's how they treated Saquon? Okay, I'm not going to the Giants. I, I don't think that... I don't know that there's that much of allegiance to players and teams now, Gordon. I think it's really business. It's really about the money. And, of course, there's some players who are going to feel bad that Saquon, is to them, is getting screwed. But, Gordon, they understand. They talk to the agents. It's the position he plays. Amani, it's the position he plays. And, unfortunately for him, in a position that he's playing, which is a heavy injury position, Gordon, because of the amount of, 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 of usage that you get, you know, picking up the blitz and blocking and doing other things and stuff of that nature. That's why you end up getting in the situation where teams will say, listen, I love Saquon Barkley, but I can get a faster, younger runner at what 
13 million, a th- not even the third, a, a fourth of the price mm-hmm. to start with. Well, what is the stat? I, I, I'm probably going to butcher it here, but I think it's like the last 15 Super Bowl winners, mm-hmm. their leading rusher in the game, in the Super Bowl, was making on average a million dollars. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, teams, every, every good team generally is looking for any way to, because of the cap, figure out loopholes so they can pay their best players the most. And, and it seems pretty universal now that mm-hmm. teams are not paying the running back. There's some, you know, Christian McCaffrey is a, is a rare example. Sure. Uh, he got paid before he got to the Niners and it was a mistake for Carolina because he got a hurt lot there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in a perfect situation now, but uh, teams are just not paying these, the running backs, unfortunately. And it's not just a giant problem. It's a, it's a wide a league wide thing. And for the giants moving forward, are you going to be able to get a running back in the third round who's as, as explosive as Saquon? Probably not, but you'll get somebody who's pretty good and is making, as you said, a quarter of the money. And you can take that money and put it into the offensive line or put it into the secondary or receipt, whatever. It, it's a better way to spend the money than, than loading up uh, on a running back. And I think to Amani's point, Gordon, with this new regime, this is kind of a change. He's right. This is a change for how... I think giant ownership is looking at this at their franchise right now. It was, you know, well, John Mara's going to step in. He's going to, you know, this he's been a he's loyal to his guys. And when you haven't won, mm-hmm. or you haven't had success, sustainable success, playoff success, Super Bowl success in a long time, it forces you to make adjustments and look and change how you're doing business. And that's the way it is with John Mara. Gordon, all you needed to know was the fact that Saquon got to the point he got to last season to know that this is a whole different situation because normally Mara would have stepped in and said, okay, we'll give him the two years. He's one of our guys. We love him. You know, <laughs> Gordon, once a giant, always a giant, and and we're going to take care of him. No, they can't do it. They can't afford to do it right now. And with this new regime, he has, and I'll say from the outside, done the right thing. He's letting his football people make football decisions. And they've decided, you know what? We've got, we have to, that 12.5 or whatever it is, we could, do, we could use that elsewhere. We yeah. could get two players. And look, last year it kind of made sense because you're coming off the year that you were and you were successful mm-hmm. and he was good and he was healthy for the most part. But now you're right back to square one. And a perfect example, Kansas City. They got Isaiah Pacheco, who's mm-hmm. making $985,000. <laughs> So that gives them – and think about all the cap problems they had. They had to get rid of Tyreek Hill as a result of, yeah. of, of of having to spend the money on the quarterback and other position as well, remake their offensive line. So all these teams are going through the same thing. You just cannot afford um, – if you're, you you and unfortunately for the Giants, you are already paying the quarterback. Yeah. Yep. So And he's here yep. for another year, and you might have to go get another quarterback. Yeah. So that's a really bad problem to have as well. Uh, but it's going to cost you another error. And I just think for I think for, for Saquon's. Yeah, for him. It's time to move For on. his career. If, if it's, it's possible to, to get a, a contract where it's not year to year, mm-hmm. he should go get it. Absolutely. Because depending on health. And listen, Gordon, if he gets a better offensive line, maybe he'll be healthy. Oh, I, I wouldn't doubt it. And I don't, I don't, you'd have to go through the teams of what team um, would be interested in him. I know mm-hmm. Dallas has a has an opening, mm-hmm. right? I don't think Tony yeah. Pollard's going to be back there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that there's a bunch of teams that might 
need might look at no well, maybe not a bunch but a few that look at running back and say okay we can we can spend for a difference maker and I think when he's healthy he is a difference maker no question but it's just uh, it's a flawed fit here yeah it's it's not going to work here no and you know as a Giant fan I know Harvey said to see Saquon go because he's like I said he's a stand up guy you Gordon there was never a situation where you were waking up and saying uh oh. Yeah, what did what did he what is what he, did he up do to now? Right, right, yeah. Where no. was he at? Mm-hmm. What am I going to look at on on social media? What did he say now? Never. As a matter of fact, Gordon last year was probably the ultimate, the the ultimate respect to what you would say to a player like that. How negotiations and everything could have held out, whatnot, was there not the day of, the day before, to let everybody know I'm I'm here at camp. I'm ready to go to work. I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's going to well, buy him some leverage somewhere else. Uh, I don't know how much money it's going to get him, Gordon. Yeah. But it's going to buy him some leverage somewhere else. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was the problem with his negotiating ploy last year was nobody believed him. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because they knew how what his right. His he reputation wanted to play. Preceded Absolutely. Him. Right. It did. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety-eight point seven ESPN. Hey, have you ever wondered what it's like to hang out with Michael, Don, and Peter? Well, you can do that. This Friday at 3 p.m., yeah, see the Michael K. Show live at Platt Deutsch Park in Franklin Square, Long Island for a special countdown to kickoff broadcast to get you ready for the big game. There'll be live music from one of the Tri-State's best cover bands, The Mystic. We're bringing the big game experience to you at Platt Deutsch Park, brought to you by our friends at Wise Snacks, Security Dodge, Resort World Catskills, Chili Willie and Cool Carl's Ice, Telemore Dew Irish Whiskey, and the new Telemore Dew Honey, which I might need to... Get this cold out, Gordon. Just, you know, just sip it. Yeah, absolutely. A little sip here and there. Get you through the night. Absolutely. That's the only way to do it Mm -hmm. because you go too fast. Woo! Yeah. (laughs) It's a little different. Hardest thing in Damer on 9870 SBA, 1-800-919-3776. Let's chat with Tashi in the story. Tashi, you're next on 98.7. Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. What you got? Yeah, basically, I mean, it's been a while since I called. In the beginning of the season, I was crying about Randall's field goal percentage and and now how the tables have turned. We almost mm. got to, like, third in the East and, like, we were, like, fifth in the whole league, the game behind Denver, and, like, these are happy times, man. I'm just, you know, I'm just happy with everything that's working out right now. Tashi, how long have you been a Knicks fan? Knicks fan, I mean, before... I switched around from Miami D Wade because I was I was in Indiana before, so okay. I moved to New York around 2003. So you know it's been a home team, but we never had a playoff team, so you know it, it's been a while. You know, so feels good, doesn't it, Tashi? Yeah, it feels great. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the only memory I had is a little bit of insanity and those uh, those five guys we shipped to Denver, and those were a little bit of good times. But besides uh-huh. that, it was tough. You know. Yeah, well, I say this, Tashi, and thanks for the phone call. Gordon, it's been better the past couple of seasons, right? Three out of the four years, uh, you know, or two out of the three years, hopefully this year will continue. Three out of the four, you've been in playoff contention. You've, you've had some, you know, the garden's been open, Gordon, in March and April, in, in April and May, and that's, uh, you know, that, that was rare for a while. Garden wasn't open for basketball during those times. So it's nice that it's, uh, you know, like that right now. There are people who are old enough to have a little Telemore do, Larry, that uh, this is the glory days. That's right. That's right. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. 
This is as good as they've seen it. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's Tells sobering. You. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Right. Richardson, Manhattan. What's up, Richard? Hi, Larry. Hi, Gordon. Larry, Gordon, did you guys see Richard Caster passed away? Larry, you remember him, I I'm sure. A, the antelope kid? Yeah, I remember him. Richard Caster uh, was the jet tight end. Uh-huh. And Bob Tucker was the giant tight end. At the same time, they were two great pass-catching tight ends. Man, those guys were great. Caster, it was kind of funny. He played five years at tight end. And the Jets then uh, drafted a little later than Caster, Jerome Barkham. You remember uh-huh. Barkham, right, Larry? Yeah, sure. Jerome Barkham and Caster, they traded places. Uh-huh. Barkham became the tight end and Caster became a wide receiver. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, vaguely do. I vaguely Did you guys that. see the article in the Post by uh, Vaccaro about Bradley? And his one-man show? The one-man well, no, show they talked about Bill Bradley, uh, you know, Just everything. Well, he's doing his show, but Mm -hmm. Bradley talked about when he came up, he was booed at the Garden because he wasn't very good. He did not play well until the Knicks switched him to forward. It was around the time when Cassie got hurt, and then afterwards, a little later, the trade for DeBusha was the one that really solidified Bradley. But he was going to be one of the biggest busts ever. He could not make it at the... uh, guard position uh, mm-hmm. with the Knicks, and uh, that, he really opened up. He said he was spat on and cursed at it. I didn't know what got that bad. I knew wow. he was a disappointment. And one last, one last thing, fellas. Mm-hmm. During the season, you guys remember this, the Giants had to use a lot of field goal kickers because of injuries, four kickers, and they went back to 1966 was the last time that happened, that the Giants had to use four kickers in the season. I remember that year. Giants finished 7-7 seven and seven in 66, but they couldn't kick any field goals. They used four field goal kickers that year because all the field goal kickers stunk. <laughs> now, because of that, at the end of the 66 season, the Giants went to the AFL and raided the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills had the greatest field goal kicker at the time was Pete Gogolak, and his contract ran out. So Wellington Merritt did something very ungiant-like. He went and raided the Buffalo Bills in a different league and tried to get Gogolak to the Giants, which he successfully did. Well, Al Davis, Lamar Hunt from the AFL went wild. That was the impetus that led to the eventual Super Bowl. The NFL-AFL got together and said, look, Hmm. we can't have this. They got the common draft out of this. At the end of that 66 season, they went to the soup. They formed the Super Bowl, which wasn't called the Super Bowl. It was called the AFL-NFL championship game. But it was because of Pete Gogolak. That was the reason that brought the AFL-NFL together, which eventually became the Super Bowl. It wasn't the name it game, although the name it game in 69 was, you know, just cemented everything. And, of course, the year after uh, totally did everything. But those were more business things. The mm. Gogolak thing was the first thing that got the AFL and NFL together and because of that. Well, that was huge. And Gogolak wow. had a great career with the Giants. Yeah, eight or nine years field goal kicker for the Giants. He, he was the first superstar field goal kicker, as I remember. And then, then after him was John uh, Stenerud, who made it to the uh, Hall of Fame. Anyway, fellas, always a pleasure. Thank you, guys. All right, Richard. Thank Thanks so guys. much. Wow. Uh, that music was needed about seven Gogolaks ago. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
<laughs> I feel like I, I feel like I just watched like a segment on NFL films. I, I like when uh, when uh, when Richard comes on because I feel so young. I have no idea anything he's talking about. It all took place way before I was born. There's not that many things like that, you know? Yeah, it's true. It's like it's going true. to the liquor store and they proof you. You know, the, you yeah. feel young the rest of the day. It's come out of my mouth. Yeah. To me, but it's see, a little bit of objectifying, but that's okay. But see, some, now for me, it's sometimes the opposite. It's like, Richard, how old do you think I am? <laughs> <laughs> There's just something. So I, yeah. Uh, no, that one that's a little before me no yeah yeah no, i'm not i'm not quite now, right? not, not quite yeah, not quite not but quite. richard castor yeah i remember listening to him listening about him in games on when I, on the radio mm-hmm. uh, when i was in school i would hear about you know richard castor and uh you know jerome barkham and you know those those uh late seven mid to late 70s going into 80 jets that were and rich he was six 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 if i remember correctly he was tall he was mm-hmm. a very tall receiver. Uh, you called him the Antelope Kid, Rich Caster. Yeah, a lot of folks leaving here, Gordon. Damn yeah, man, unfortunately. Like, oh, like uh, one left today, Toby Keith, the the country. Yeah, music the singer. country singer. Yeah, man, it's just I tell you, it's it's it it really hits you. And and I I realized this a long time ago, Gordon. As you know, you're watching the Nick players retire, mm-hmm. and you're like. They're they're that old, yeah. <laughs> and right. now they're not gonna they're not gonna play anymore. I mean, like, what is this team gonna be like? Wait, no Ewing, no. You know, I'm going. It's just like it puts you in a. You're looking at Patrick Ewing now. You're like, oh my god, I remember when he first came up. Uh, right when they when oh, they won the just, lottery, and you know it was funny. We were talking the other night about that lottery that that year. Uh-huh. You know how many teams were in that lot? You probably do, but for the audience at home that probably you know my age mm. or, or a little bit younger. They played the entire NBA regular 82 games uh-huh. to eliminate seven teams. That's right. Seven teams. That's, that's, right. that's how many teams they eliminated from the regular. They had 16 teams in the playoffs. Seven uh-huh. teams got knocked out and were in the lottery. That's right. So Seems know. like a lot of regular season games only eliminate seven teams. I know. I know. You know. But listen. The envelope was coldest in that one envelope. <laughs> yeah, that well, one that, that is the. Yeah. Well, you know, that was a. That was I. You know, I kind of forgot that that was actually a pretty good draft. The seventh pick in that lottery was Chris Mullen. That was a good draft. Yeah, it was a good draft. That was a good draft. There's mm-hmm. no question about it. That was a good draft. It was. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety-eight point seven ESPN. Yeah, I love Saquon. I got to meet him in Arizona. I was training out at a place Exos where he was training, so got to meet him before I signed. And then getting to play with him, you see what type of player, type of man, what he is, what he does off the field. You know, he's up for Walter Payton Man of the Year. Hopefully, he can take that home. I don't know if that's even been announced yet. But as a player, there's very few guys, maybe one or two other in the league, that can do what he does. Are all offense ran through him the second half of the season when I was there. Um, so I'm very hopeful they get that contract situation figured out and he's back in New York. I think he's one of those guys that you want to put in the same category as an Eli Manning or a Michael Strahan. So hopefully he can make that happen. Justin Pugh, Giants O Lyman on the Michael K show earlier today here on 987 ESPN. It's hard to stay in Damer until midnight on 987. And Gordon, that was interesting on what he had to say about uh, Saquon Barkley. Once again, everybody loves him. Everybody loves no, him, no, Gordon. I get it. They all love yeah. him. 
Yeah. But but you know, it's just like um once again, hearing Alan Hahn and Bart Scott earlier today. And they were having the conversation that we had last night about, you know, LeBron James and Knicks. Mm-hmm. Right. And he would and Hahn makes a great point. He you understand you understand us from a fan standpoint, that's how we feel. I don't want him. I don't want him. Yeah. I don't want him. From a front office, you have a different point of view because your job is different. <laughs> your job is to, okay, do do we really think he's going to be a person that, and just, we'll just use LeBron James as an example, but overall, do we really think this person is the right person to come in and, and help this team? And it doesn't, you don't matter what the, you don't care what the fans think, you have to make the right decision. And, you know, if it happens to agree with the fans, so be it. <laughs> if not, right. it doesn't. But, you know, from a business standpoint, you understand what the Giants have to do as far as Saquon Barkley is concerned. They just right now can't afford to keep him uh, on this roster when they have so many other things they have to have. It's it's a luxury item. It was always a luxury item. Taking him with the second overall pick when they needed everything at that time. And, and now to get to this point where he's another year older, right? Like... If you didn't sign him to a long-term contract last year, you're not going to do it this year. And it it showed you last year, even when he's good and Uh even when he's healthy, $12 million for that player, it just doesn't make sense. It it didn't make sense at the time. He's, he's, He's been a good guy, a good dude, a good teammate, all those things. He's talented. And at the end of the day, it's best for the Giants to move on. It's the best because this is an this this off season is bottom line time. It they is. can't afford to be to 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 be sentimental at this point. Uh, and to me, bringing him back another paying him twelve million dollars a year, running back twelve million dollars a year when the team stinks, the team's not very good outside yeah. of like some defensive pieces. The team is not very good. They need everything on offense. They need an o- they outside of maybe left tackle. They need basically mm-hmm. everything on offense. And to be sinking $12 million, it's just, it's just not good business. And it's not the way the NFL does business anymore. Listen, they rolled the dice. They felt that they had to go up and get him to make yeah. because they wanted to keep Eli around and he mm-hmm. would help Eli because Eli's so good. I mean, he was a master at the play action. And he was a guy that would be really good at the play action and boost your, boost your offensive line, boost your run game, do all these things. So, you know, in theory... Gordon, it should have worked. It just, you know, yeah. it, it just didn't work. And, you know, you rolled the dice on that. But once again, as I said earlier, you were hoping that you could have gotten the Super Bowl of gotten a long playoff run where you could have said, okay, look, we ride, we tried it. We had a good run with him. Let's move on before we get to that point where, you know, you're going to have to pay him. Yeah. Uh, well, look, we, we will live to be a thousand years old. We'll be living in a simulation somewhere online on some website, Larry, and we will never see another running back go number two in the NFL draft. No, I agree. I agree. Bruce is in Flushing. Hey, Bruce. Hey, guys. About Barkley, here's why I would give him um, the, the franchise tag. Number one, as Larry said, it's only $12 million. Only $12 million of them. Sound like I'm rich. Uh, B, if you, you talk to Saquon, you see if he wants to p- play for it, and if he says, I'm really n- not sure, A, why his options, if he doesn't sign the tender, um, or the franchise tender, then he sits out of you, sits out of you, or B, you can trade him. Now you have, if it's one thing to let him go for nothing, but B, if you designate him as a franchise tag, then you can you easily 
can get a number three for him, and you probably can get a number two for him. And C, Dallas as running back is supposedly playing on his uh, option, and he's a free agent in the offseason. Do you really want to see Saquon Barkley in a cowboy uniform and play against him? So there's all positives about designating him and not as many negatives, I think. So keep him, trade him, or do you want to see him in a cowboy uniform? Your comments. I hear what you're saying, Bruce. I think if this was the old regime before Shane and Dable and company, they would have done something close to trying to keep him and maybe give him the franchise tag. Gordon, they have turned this team over to Joe Shane, and I don't see Shane doing it. I, I think Shane will say, okay, even if he goes somewhere else, I'm banking on him not being available a lot. I'm banking on him. I, I don't think he's going to get uh, less injury prone the older he gets, Gordon. That's what he's thinking. No, so he's no. going to roll the dice and say, listen, let that be somebody else's problem. Uh, I'm going to try to upgrade my roster uh, you know, and, and improve it because I've got a lot of holes here. Well, the idea that $12 million is a lot, it's a lot for a running back. There's only three running backs in the NFL making more than $12 million um, in the past year. Uh, and it's Christian McCaffrey, it's Kamara, and it's Jonathan Taylor. And think about the, the problems that Taylor had trying yeah. to get a contract, and he's uh, a few years younger. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think that if you franchise, I, I don't think that there would be that much of a market that you would be getting anything back for Saquon Barkley. And I don't think that that's a good way to even go about it, to like franchise him with the hope that you're going to be able to find a team as well. I, look, it's, it's sunk cost. It was a mistake at the time. And at mm-hmm. some point you just have to have that moment of clarity to say, you know what? We made a mistake back then. We can't go back and change it. It's the best thing for us long-term. It's the best thing for him long-term. Yeah. Uh, because the giants yeah. on offense, it's a, it, it's, it's, you're starting from scratch. Yeah. I mean, now you you have to, I mean, let's be fair, Gordon. You have to look at if the Waller move was the right one right now. Oh, Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, you're hoping that he can come back and give you, you know, some some be on the field a little bit more than he was this year. But yeah. then you have to wonder about that. And, and you knew that going in. I mean, yeah. that's how desperate they were to try to get some big playmakers on this roster from well, the offensive and it, and side. It, and it was all based – that year was poison, basically, yeah. for the long-term yeah. build uh, because it led you into all these false hopes of, oh, we're a lot better, the quarterback is a lot better, we're going to pay the quarterback, we're going to bring back the running back. And uh, it was a complete mirage. And it, it, you, you base things off of. See, that's like when we were getting to the end of the Giants season and they were winning games, I was saying this is actually detrimental mm-hmm. because it allows you to think it's better than what it actually is. And that mm-hmm. year for the Giants, first year, allowed them to think it was a whole lot better than what it was. Yeah. So they started making moves uh, to kind of win now, even though it wasn't, re- you know, try to get a little bit further, get another big play receiver. Let's take a chance. We don't, we only have to give up a third round pick for Waller. Mm-hmm. It's not that big of a price. It, it was a mistake. And they would have been better off bottoming out in that first year. And then they would have been, it would have been a complete clean slate this year. It's not a complete clean slate, but at least when it comes to the running back, there's, there's some money that you have to play with. Is, and I know this is crazy, but I'm just curious on your thoughts. Is Dable's seat a little warm this year? It's not in the hot seat, clearly. Yeah. Is, is it warm? Is it well, kind of warm? I think it's going to have to be, right? I mean, we already saw last, this past year. It was already hot for Dable. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all well and good. To, well, it's only year three, and it's only this, and it's only that. Mm-hmm. You know, 
But I would say you could, you could, you could. Well, I mean, look at the injuries they had. You lost your quarterback. You had ro- yeah. rotating quarterbacks. You know, I mean, you could try to, you you could try to, you know, explain it away, so to speak. But, you know, the, the issues with coaches and you know issues on the field and yeah. stuff like is it this might be where it's warm. It's warm. It, Shane's it not going be- anywhere, but he might be. Yeah, well, for Dable, I definitely think the seat is warm next year. Uh, mm-hmm. But it does, it do, even though they came in together and, and Shane picked Dable, it doesn't feel like they're connected to me. Yeah, uh, and I don't know what's the story in the organization, but it feels like um, that the 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 focus, and maybe it's just because it's the coach mm-hmm. as opposed to the GM. Right, the coach right. is always going to get more heat, but it doesn't. Like if you told me that the Giants had another bad season next year, if they had another five win season, which was over before Thanksgiving, uh, before Halloween. Mm-hmm. I would definitely think that the coach is going to be gone, but mm. I don't know that the GM would be. Wow. That's interesting. Because I mean, you know, doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel like there's as much heat on him. Yeah. And again, no, I don't he's, think so. he's removed from it. He's not the face of it as right. much as the coach is. So maybe right. that's why it feels that way. But yeah, but he is putting the players on the field that Dable's got. to use. Oh, look uh, yeah. At the end of the day. Right. I mean, who was the one that signed the quarterback? Mm hmm. <laughs> who's the one who who drafted Evan Neal? I mean, now, look, yeah. he's made some good moves too. I'm not trying Absolutely. to make it like he's been a disaster, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's a it's an interesting situation over there with the Giants. Really Big is. off season for the New York Giants. Big off season and a huge season for them. Mm-hmm. They, they need to uh, take some steps because they almost now they can't have. And Harvey, correct me if I'm wrong. You can't have a season like last season or close to last season where you don't get to the playoffs because now that means what, which way are we going? We started out mm-hmm. with a, in the playoffs and winning a playoff game, and we have now gone backwards to, to two consecutive years. Yeah. Well, I, I, look, last year already washed all the, the, the bloom off the rose for that first year. Yeah. I will say this. Next year can't possibly start as bad as this past year. No, that's, that's for sure. That's for sure. It won't. <laughs> Forty to nothing <laughs> against the Cowboys. It won't. It won't be like that. Can't be that bad. It can't. It won't be that at bad. home, no less. I know. It won't be that bad. I mean, Harvey was miserable the whole week. Miserable. It didn't end there for Harvey. No, it didn't. It didn't. But see, at least for Harvey, he's got MLS to back him up because it right. transcends various seasons. You know, mm-hmm. goes through yeah, basketball oh yeah, that's, and that's hockey, around the clock, yeah. and baseball. There is no back to football. I mean, right. you know, just. It, so he, he's got something to take his mind off. Twenty fifth, twenty fifth of this month. They've already emailed me. I'm back, baby. You, you'll be right there. They, who who already emailed you? The team for tickets. The club emailed me saying that they're gonna invite me over to the to the arena. They've got this Red Members event. Oh. Get to watch the team play. They're gonna be in Nashville. You have to so. Pay for it though. No. No. no You're, it's no. on the arm. It's on yeah. the arm. He's big over with. He's big he, with he the must Red be Bulls, spending so. a ton of money over there. You know. get, get out of my pockets, man. What are you doing? I'm just saying. You might. I'm just putting two and two together. It's impressive. A, a professional sports organization is giving you something for free? And trust me, you would pay for it. We know. Yeah, You're not wrong. So are they going to help you World Cup a couple of years? They're going to hook you up? I don't know about that. I'm thinking so track. We're thinking about liquidating assets. You know, we're looking over, over something. Liquidating assets. Yeah. He's got assets. Now, they're, they're ripping up the turf, right? They're yes, going to have to rip off the turf yeah, how about to put that? in grass. Yeah, what a, what a concept that is, huh? Well, they tried that once before, and it was a disaster. For which event? 
Well, they tried it for just at MetLife, and they, they, they put it down, and they have all the concerts that they have there and all the different events. It just kind of killed the grass. Yeah, but this is professional soccer tiff, Gordon. This oh. is legit. Oh. This isn't like the one at the last year's Super well, Bowl. Uh, it doesn't matter who it's for. The grass is still in the same building, and they're, still, they're not canceling events to, to host the World Cup. They're going to still have the same amount of con- – they might not have concerts in between World Cup games, but I'm just saying don't expect – the nice saws of grass when you get ready to play, it might still be a little work in progress. I'm expecting some some hundred degree heat days on, on that 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 type of summer right there. Can you imagine the people traveling from all over the world? Oh, say, oh we're, we're going. We're going we're where? The World Cup. And they're, What's the path? They, hey, <laughs> where are we going? We're going to that giant air conditioner thing over there. That's where that's where the building wow. is. Why does it look like an air conditioner? No, don't ask. <laughs> Oh boy, New Jersey Transit. Good luck. <laughs> That's all I got. Avoid say. East Rutherford. Oh, in 2026. Twenty twenty six. When is it? Twenty twenty five. No. Twenty twenty five. No. Twenty six. Twenty six. Twenty six. Okay. Yep. All right, There's a there isn't a summer event. The Copa America is this summer. Mm-hmm. So. But that's just one. Wow. Yes, there are two. There are two games in MetLife oh. for this okay. one. Yep. But it's the same day. The games. No. Or, oh, they're different days. Different days. Yep. Uh-uh. Have you ever heard about Pete Gogolak, by the way? No. Yeah, don't you know him, Harvey? I, have you heard of Pete Gogolak? Pete History Gogolak. of the organization? Yeah, I've heard of him a few times. All right. Really? Interesting. Wow. Yeah, every time we, um, me and Damer chop it up, this, this noise from him just keeps coming up. I, I can't wait to read the rundown of the show later on my email. And uh, uh-huh. the guys talked a lot about Pete Gogolak in this segment. Yeah, that's always yeah, fun. That's always good. I'm that's sure always that'll... fun. He's always. cooking right now. Yeah. That's always fun. I, and, and I love to see what the other producers react to when they see, when they see the rundown. <laughs> 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 they talk to about what? Yeah. About who? Yeah, you don't get that on the K. You don't get a lot of Gogolak mentions no, on the K don't. show. No, no you don't. No. No. And I think the show's the worst for it, really. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Larry, the Michael K Show is going to be live from UBS Arena on Thursday, February 8th. That's Thursday. Mm. Before the Islanders face off against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Doors will open at 5 p.m. for fans to catch the K Show before the game. And... The guys are giving away eight pairs of lower bowl tickets plus mm. one pair of premium club seats at ESPNNewYork.com or on the ESPN New York app. Just scroll down to contests, submit your entry. It's brought to you by the New York Islanders. Join the New York Islanders for some fun in February. Take advantage of special ticket pricing for upcoming home games at UBS Arena and be there for every thrilling matchup. Get your tickets today at NewYorkIslanders.com slash Feb. Excellent. There you Excellent. Go. It's going to be an interesting show. Do a little trade deadline action from UBS. Mm-hmm. No question. Look, all these leagues, they could learn something from the NBA. Mm-hmm. The, the postseason uh, is, is fun, but the offseason is even better. The trade deadline, things are coming fast and furious. Yep, yep. Baseball, meanwhile, we're a week away <laughs> from spring training. The, the Cy Young isn't even signed yet. It's amazing. <laughs> It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Go on, we'll do the prop bets a little later. I want to hear from Kyrie Irving. Okay. Sorry, Joe. Yeah. Kyrie Irving, post game at the Barclays. I-, I know he was 
I know he's uh, Gordon. I just feel that he waxed poetic about his days with the Nets. Oh, I'm sure. Pretty much at peace with what what happened and spending time here. Uh, I wish a, a lot of the guys well. Uh, a lot of the people that I've gotten a chance to get to know, relationships that extend off the basketball court, and that's all I can ask for. Uh, so as a person, again, I felt like I was at home whether I was playing a game or not. Got to see a lot of smiles. Got to make some kids really happy, and that's what this job is about. At, at the end of the day, it's the next generation and making sure they stay inspired and uh, they see me out there doing my thing and uh, really getting my teammates involved. You know, just want to leave a great legacy for them, no matter who I'm playing for. So, you know, obviously it was emotional. You can see my emotions running on out there. But after that, just pretty much focus on winning the basketball game. It was emotional. I'm sure a lot of people were emotional at the at uh, Barclays tonight, Larry. Did he say, I was at home when I played or not? <laughs> <laughs> Larry, as they always say, you can't argue with crazy, man. You can't argue with crazy. That's outstanding. That's, That's pretty amazing. Good. That's pretty good. I like that. I like that. Well, if you're a net fan, you had to be like, oh, I, I don't know how they, they welcome oh. him back. Welcome I back. I don't know how. I don't, oh. I don't know. That's crazy. That's that, crazy. that is crazy. It's unbelievable. All right, my friend. Uh, cold willing. I'll see you tomorrow night following Rangers. Have a good day tomorrow. Sounds good, Larry. Feel All better. Right, that, thank you. I, I can't feel much worse. <laughs> that wraps up this edition of ESPN New York tonight. We thank you for joining us. Harvey, Joe, thank you very much, Joe. Hang in there. Up next, the conversation continues on 98.7 ESPN New York. That music was needed about seven Gogolaks ago.